Aloha and welcome to Being Aware. I'm your host, KG Styles. On Being Aware, we explore what it is to be aware in all areas of your life, whether at home, work, business, and money, relationships, with your health, your social and cultural identity. The intention of being aware is to awaken you to the connectedness of all life. You're invited to deepen your own individual awareness and begin to connect the dots to see the patterns and cycles underlying and unifying all of your life experience. You'll hear from teachers, leaders, and experts about the awakening consciousness in their particular field of interest to get a pulse on the current trends and evolutionary impulses unfolding now. We're exploring the ancient and traditional ways of growing your awareness, including meditation, self-inquiry, and astrology, as well as more modern methods such as psychotherapy, neuroscience, technology, and much more. Nothing will be off lim limits. Being aware opens your heart and mind and expands your awareness so you can step into the awakening consciousness occurring now with power and confidence. You'll be, as Gandhi said, the change you wish to see in the world. So please subscribe so you never miss a show and get a free download of my book, Feel Powerful, free as a gift when you sign up. There's a link here for you on screen. So today I'm excited to be speaking with Faye Kosar, an astrology business consultant and a counseling astrologer and therapist who uses past life regression in her work. Faye has a master's in cultural astronomy and astrology from Bath Spa University in the UK. Originally from New Zealand, Faye is a well-known speaker at schools and conferences around the world and author of Using Astrology to Create a Vocational Profile, Finding the Right Career direction. Faye is the head of the Amsterdam School of Astrology in her adopted home of Holland. Welcome to the show, Faye. It's a pleasure having you with us. Oh, thank you very much. And it's really, it's, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So it's lovely to have you here. So we are on the threshold of a brand new calendar year. Today, we're going to chat about how you use business astrology to help people and give a, a, a little bit of heads up about what's happening in the business world in 2016. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Before we begin, I'm sure everyone would love to know a bit more about you and how you discovered astrology and what uh, you love most about this tool for awakening and awareness. Oh, well, um, a long time ago, I went in my early 20s, I think I went to an astrologer when I was still living in New Zealand long time ago. And I was always kind of interested in astrology, you know, just the things you saw in magazines. And I thought, oh, well, it's probably time I went to a proper one. And looking back, he was probably somebody that was just beginning. So it was looking back at it now, it was like pretty basic. But I was, I was really amazed at what he could say. And, and I got absolutely fascinated by it. So that's really what started me off. And it, plus, I'd been reading some of the other things and, you know, and just in general things. So I like the idea that you could kind of had a, have a framework for something or that, you know, you could look at people and, and find out a bit more about them. I've always been fascinated by people. So I think that was, that was really my start. Way back then. So what do you think led to your success and eventually becoming a full-time uh, vocational business astrologer? Well I had a, I have a background and um, I think what a lot of astrologers don't have is a background in business so <clears throat> um, I worked for a long time in IT and my, my background's in, in, in um, programming and, and actually selling computers and marketing and, and then when I came to Holland I was um, I was head of a, a training organization that 
that sold people actually for training for other businesses. So I had to do a lot of marketing. So I had a, <clears throat> quite a good mix of, of business knowledge, having done lots of different things. And, um, and I just, and I continued being curious with people. And I, I, my father was also very interested in psychology when I was young. So he certainly had a big influence on, on my, my view of how I looked at life and how I looked at people. So, and um, I don't know, that success is, is I think my business um, astrology just came from being different and having both backgrounds and having done staff development and managing and plus doing quite a lot of astrology. And my astrology was just hard work, really, and, and daring to go for it and then doing therapy courses. So I'm a trained therapist as well. So I've done five years therapy training as well. So uh, I think that makes me quite a good all-rounder and, and capable of looking at people, but also having the business background that mixes it together. So it makes me fairly practical, I think, in terms of what the real world needs. Yes. I like it when uh, things are very practical. They mm -hmm. serve a practical purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a favorite quote by chance? Um, I don't believe in astrology. <laughs> That's what I, I use it. a lot. I love it. And explain what that means. Well, I, I take that. To, I, I think it's the same as saying. <clears throat> to me, it's the same as saying, "Do you believe in biology or do you believe in geology?" You know, it's a, a, a kind of meaningless statement. And when people say that, they actually mean something else. They actually mean something like do you believe in fate or do you believe that the future's set or you know they, they actually mean something when they ask me quite a few people ask me that and i always say no um because i think you know it's not a religion or a belief system to me it's it's what i call astrology is a model astrology is the study of something it's the study you know the ology is the study of something to me um but to me astrology is a model for how the world works so it's a framework you know for me of, of a focus for, for look like anything else is the horoscope for me is a focus for actually getting in touch with a business or a person or a cat or a dog or whatever it happens to be looking at. Um, so to me, it's more like a model of the universe. So it can it can never be a belief system for me. That's too scary. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Perfect. So, so why do people seek out your business astrology counselling? They. Uh, most people that I have, I have had some bigger, bigger clients, but mo the most people I have are, are uh, what we call, they're, they're people who work for themselves, are, the, are my biggest group of people that are people who are starting up like astrologers or like more like artists or, um, you know, one man band type people that are doing their own thing and, and really want some kind of sounding board sometimes. And um, what I'm getting known for now, because I started another not another group of people, it's not really a company, but it's a group of four of us, I started to, to do branding and, and logo development and things like that. So together we're much stronger than we are separately. We're all small people. So I do what, what I call a branding profile. And then I've got a designer and a website builder and a text writer, and we work together. And we've had, uh, for these small businesses, we do a whole... Um, kind of branding, uh, company style, company logos, those sorts of things. But I use the chart, so and it's very quick, and it's um, it's more and more people are coming just for that branding profile. So I can give them what colour is your website? Should could your website be a discussion? I'm always a discussion astrologer. I'm not a somebody who says you should do this. You know, just reading your chart, then your your logo should be blue. But more of a discussion about. What is what? The, what are the goals of the company? What what do you? What's your reputation? What would you like to do? 
Uh, and I just use very simple astrology to do that, but it's very, very powerful. So we've had some wonderful feedback from, from using that. And my designer loves it because she's starting to learn about the signs now. So mm -hmm. together we have a really fun brainstorming where we've come up with some absolutely brilliant websites. Yeah, it's collaborative. Yeah, it's really powerful that, yeah. And the chart is really powerful. And the other things people come from for business are things like um, timing, you know, when to launch a new product, what new products. I'm not a financial astrologer, so um, my, my aim in business is to be like I am with people, to be, you know, to be really who you are as a company. So I, my, my, the thought behind that is that companies start at a particular time for a particular reason. You know, the starter had a particular dream. He had a particular, or she had a particular thing that they wanted to do. <laughs> so um, a lot of people come to me to talk about, I do quite a few combinations with people starting for themselves. So for instance, if you were wanting to brand this channel or something, and I knew what was in your heart and your mind, then we could have a good discussion on, okay, maybe you should have, you know, you should have this as your logo, this is your slogan, or, you know, those sorts of things. So it, it, it gives people a lot more insight and a lot more um, food for thinking about what they really want to do with themselves, but also with their company. So to me, it's a similar sort of process. So in a company chart, you can see what should your products be, um, what do you love doing, you know, um, I don't know, what your strengths and weaknesses maybe are, what, what kind of um, environment you should work in, who's a good, anything really, who, who's good to merge with, you know, who are your clients, who are your customers. Uh, recently, I've had a really, a, a while back now, but I had, I've got one of my clients as a furniture designer. And one of the things we went through is all the all their current clients. We looked at what we what they thought what what they might we, we might be able to pitch to them as clients. So you know what might they like as clients? So would they like a bathroom design or a or a, or a you know a, a sitting room design or a chair or a, or a fountain or I don't know whatever. So and that was really fun to do. And, and um, they realised that what they'd already sold was fitted quite well with that. So it's just a confirmation often, you know, like it is with, with clients. What's the greatest challenge that your clients come to you with when they consult uh, with business you? Business clients, you mean? Business? Yes. Um, business clients often come because they, they're either not doing very well um, or um, I'm trying to think of the bigger ones. Yeah, the, um, sometimes they just want information, um, like, uh, like for timing, like I'm setting up a new company, when should I do that? Is that a good time to do that? Or I'm setting up a new branch. Um, but the biggest challenge is when companies are failing, I think, when they're not doing very well. And people often want, they want help with the decision with do I go on or do I not? You know, do I, am I on the right direction or not? They really want a sort of sounding board often, I find. Uh, and we, what's, what's good about business astrology is you're looking at something from a whole other independent viewpoint. You, you, you've got a whole other way of looking at something. That they've never really thought of so you you can ask quite interesting questions that they've never thought about mm -hmm. so if you get somebody at a top level at a, at a, at, who's really is involved in the, in the direction of the company then they find it really useful because some of the things they've just never really thought about yeah really opens their awareness about the, the the things to connect in with some of the elements that are at work that maybe they weren't yeah. aware about that are important yeah, what I find with some companies is that they've kind of lost the plot. You know, I've, um, um, one of the examples I often give is, is, is KLM, um, who I did some work for when I was doing some research when I was doing my master's. Uh, but they, 
for instance, if you're looking at the astrology, they've got their Libra, so they they always were looking for a partner as a company. They finally found one in Air France, but they also have they have Leo quite strongly in their chart. Leo and Aries, fiery things, and um, they started off, or, or they're called the K from KLM is, means Royal Royal Dutch Airlines, so it goes with the sign of Leo, and they. They, when they went into the kind of cheap, um, you know, like EasyJets and the right, you know, the, the 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 budget airlines, that doesn't really suit them. So they were trying to compete in something that doesn't really fit with their DNA. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can, that sort of discussion is really interesting. Is this what you're really doing, or are you copying somebody else? And that's the same for people. You know, it's about being authentic for me, and it helps them get back to why the company was started in the first place. And that really matters. Branders actually say that as well. Why did you ever start the company? Branders say that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a really interesting discussion and a big challenge sometimes because usually they come when companies are going are having trouble. They're worried about something. Or they've got management. I've had one where the management two, the, there was three in the management team and the, two of them were fighting. You know, So you can do sort of relationship astrology and things like that as well for a company. You can do lots of things. Yes. But... So- um, what was your greatest aha moment uh, for growing your awareness when you were using astrology with uh, in your in your own personal, practice? My personal life. Yeah, just with using astrology with your with your clients, and did you have sort of an aha moment, or maybe you've had a number of aha moments? So, um, I think I have many ones all the time with clients when I when I suddenly see how the chart works because I, I I don't do that much preparation, but because I've been an astrologer for a long time, I know, I know the archetype. So I'm, I'm a dialogue person. So I would ask, I'm, my horoscope is my kind of intake formula. So I know what to ask. So if I say, how does, how do I, and I help, help with the dialogue. So there's a, there's a kind of um, aha moment for me with every client where I think, ah, that's how that works. So that's, and then I can, then I'm in the chart, you know, then I'm getting into the chart and I can do that. Just had a good example of that today which was an, is, is an interesting assignment I had today, but, um, but it was the same. For myself, it's, um, I, think you, the, I think when I started going to, for myself, for astrology, when I started doing astrology properly in London, when I lived in London, um, it was just mind-blowing. My, 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 my whole life changed when I started studying it properly because I realised it, it worked. You know, so my aha moment was this is an absolutely amazing piece of uh, knowledge and my aha moment was my god this is so powerful and it works so I was absolutely (laughs) um what's the word you know I caught astrology if you like (laughs) when I first started studying it properly so I think that was my personal biggest aha moment was that I just I I could have gone to a lesson every night I just you know it was just so resonating with me that I thought wow I can just I can do so much with this Yes, I study astrology every day. I wouldn't be without it. Yeah, and it's how I navigate and, through my life. Uh, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it helps it me gives me life. insights, and it just puts yeah, me. Absolutely. I always tune in first thing in the morning. I love it when I can see the sky. Yeah, and, you know yeah. this past yeah. went, when you were here, you were in Ashland, and we got to go out and view that. Oh, you're you're so lucky. When I was there, I thought, oh God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, you can't yeah. see the sky at all here. Yeah. So it's just been fantastic. We've had the. Jupiter and Mars and Venus and yeah, so and I love Regulus. I mean, all those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I got to meet you when you were yeah, there. Yeah, so. it was lovely meeting you, Donna. Yeah, but so, no, I, 
I think you know. I think I've used it a lot when I've when I have an, when when I'm in, when you're struggling with something. It's an absolutely brilliant tool to think to think: is this me or is it something? And, and what is it that I need to learn? And how what is going on here really? You know, I think that's been absolutely brilliant as a life tool. Yeah, but you can help people use it the same way. I think for um for business as well. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. yeah. So has astrology helped you through any uh, tough patches or any difficulties in your own life? Um, yeah, I think I think it does with everybody. I mean, I've had relationships. I've I've been married and I've been divorced, and I've, you know, like everybody, I've had up and down, ups and downs. So, yeah, to get some sort of insight into how and why and what's happening with that. Yes, I've certainly used it for that on a personal level with relationships, but also with with uh, looking at. Like I use it all the time for if I'm doing a, a lecture or a workshop, um, for instance, I'm going to Ireland next year and we, and we use the chart to think up a title and to think up what would work on that day. And, you know, we're doing another, I'm doing another one soon, which is in Scorpio time. So we're talking about power and powerlessness, you know, so I'm using the, I'm using it that way for insight into, into really I'm looking forward into, into how can I use the, the moment? How can I use the energy of the moment to do whatever? So yes. I like that with clients as well. Yes. So I don't think it's set. I think what what we decide, but it's about for me. It's about co-creating with the planets. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. And I think astrology is a great tool for oh, brilliant for that. Yeah. You know. Yes. So, what's your vision for the world as an astrologer, Faye? Oh, that's a that's one of those big questions, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my my mission in, in life is to get astrologers more professional in a way and to get the world more conscious of what could be done. So my, what what is going to happen, I don't know. You know, I mean, I think astrology is a great tool for, for developing consciousness and um, I hope we can do that. I hope we can, um, as astrologers, I hope we can offer what we know to help do that i suppose do you um, see interest growing for astrology um, i think people have always been fascinated by it but i think the biggest problem we have is a pr problem really with astrology people think that we're just about telling the future you know hence the question do you believe in astrology i think i think because people have a certain idea about you know that if you go to an astrology, they're going to tell you what your future is. You know, like fortune, fortune tale. Fortune tale. Yeah, we're still in, we're still against science, and you know all of that. And I think we're trying. I think astrologers are trying to. We'll always be on the outside. I think. I think that's what makes us special because we can look at something a different way. But there's no reason why we can't do good scientific research. You know, and I don't mean I don't mean how many people, how many Gemini's do X Y. I mean proper what I would go with was, was narrative research. So doing what we actually do. So look at working with the archetypes, looking at how people use them and how can we develop um, the archetypes. For instance, one of the, one of the lectures I did when I was in the U S and one I've just done in the UK is I asked the question, are the, are the astrological archetypes like the signs and the, the signs and the planets, the archetypes, are they fixed or not? Do they change over time? And my version is that I'm, I'm with Rupert Sheldrake, who's, who's the biologist, that says nature isn't fixed, that nature has habits. He says nature has habits. And I think the archetypes have habits, you know, but they're, they're like fields that we all add into and we can change them. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
you know, my view is if we look at, say, say what we've got now, say that Neptune and Pisces, right, good, good thing to look at for now and all, and all the, in the coming year, um, is what we need to learn is how, how are we doing the Neptune archetype? Right, so especially since it's in Pisces, it's really strong. So what you see is a lot of the pain of Neptune at the moment. You see a lot of the refugees and a lot of the drownings. You know, Pisces is all about water, about overgoing borders and boundaries and all of that. And so what are we learning with that and what are we supposed to do with that as, as, a, as a mundane astrologer? You know, I think what we're learning actually to raise the consciousness level is how do we do compassion? How do we become one whole world, Pisces? A global you know one whole thing and how do we actually do compassion without without it being a problem for us so i think the the kids of these days my view on this is the children these days are, are trying to help us do neptune in a positive way so neptune rules things like drugs and 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 def, attention deficit and you know the and dementia and all these sort of things which are really prevalent and we, we don't know how to do that. So I think our lesson is how is to not give the children Ritalin and drugs and, you know, try and fit them into our model of the universe, but to try and see what they're really good at. Why are they so sensitive? Why have they all got asthma? Why have they all got, you know, allergies to everything? It's because they're probably telepathic or they're, they're developing a new skill or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's about, for me, astrology is about, because we know that archetype, is really about, trying to help people say that, okay, this can also be positive. What can we learn from this? So that's why it's very difficult to have a prediction because I think there's a when enough people can do it well, Neptune, then we've got a tipping point, I think. Yes, the collective. The collective thing, yeah. yeah we're not, and with Neptune, because it's a fairly new planet, we're not there yet. Pluto even more so because it's only from 1930. Um, um, Saturn we can do relatively well, I think, because it's so old. And Uranus we're getting better at, I think, because it's a, you know, our generation did Uranus, you know, we learned how to be rebellious and stick up for ourselves and be individuals. We went a bit far maybe, but the kids these days don't have a problem with that so much. You know, they can do a more positive Uranus. They're very innovative. Yes, yeah, and the Pisces rules the drug industry. I think yeah. we have Jupiter opposite this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's there's, all, there's this whole thing with holism and nature yeah. there, like, opposite Pisces. So there's a whole dynamic going on yeah. Yeah. with that yeah in the jupiter and virgo there is just an over over dose of information everywhere you know there's just mm -hmm. everything coming at you with the virgo mm -hmm. being information it's been extreme <laughs> it's been really extreme and it's, and it's making the pisces the the refugee crisis it's we it's so in our yeah. face now that we really have to learn how to deal with it we can't yeah. avoid it yeah. anymore you know, yes. especially with Jupiter, we just can't avoid yeah. it. Yeah, and then you bring in old Saturn there coming up to square. Well, that could be, that could, see, the potential of that is really helpful, I think. Yes, so I agree, I agree. It's like opening a door. Yeah, but for businesses, yeah. if you put those two together, that can be grounding some really yes. great vision. You know, if you use it well, it can be the yes. Neptune is, is kind of the, you can't quite get hold of it, but it's, it's absolutely a, a brilliant concept. You know, Neptune's a lot about concepts, I think. And the Saturn can ground it. Yes. So well, that's why I say, you know, you can open that. It's kind of like something that's been locked, you know. Yeah. It, Saturn, it can be very fixed and locked and set, you know. And it's, yeah. But the, the Neptune has the effect mm -hmm. of op opening that, you know, mm -hmm. opening what's been locked up. And, you yeah. know, there's all this. So well, it dissolves it in a way, doesn't yes, it? it? Yes. Yes. But I, see, I like squares. 
I think well, Square like help you. Something with squares. <laughs> yes, you have yeah. to. You have to do it. You have to do the square. You can't get around the square. No, and like we have to as well. As as human beings, we all have to do that square. You know. Yes. But yeah. we all have to do. You know, I'm always writing about how that can be used positively. And the more people that can do it positively, the more astrologers stop scaring people and say, "Oh God, Pluto, that's really." Then the better. Yes, we'll I'm one of those positive astrologers. I, you know, there. It's just it's energy. You know, how do you work with it in a conscious way to affect change? Because everything's in change and flux yeah. and movement well, all the time. Yeah, and uh, it's, the astrology chart just gives you the perfect maps for how it all lays out, the timing of it, the patterns. Everything's just laid out there for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, as a collective as well, you know, we, we, we really have to stop being scared of things, I think, mm -hmm. as, as astrologers. Stop saying, oh, you've got a Pluto transit coming up. Oh, that's going to be really tough. That, that, to me, that's not helpful. You know, to anybody, yeah. for a company, for a person, for anything, it's not. Helpful. I agree. I agree. I and it, it's. I hear the best of astrologers who are very, you know, they have a very positive intent, mm -hmm. and they they still come out with, you know, watch out for this or I just I you know it triggers people, it triggers their fear, and and I think right now we are so uh, we've been so triggered time and again by some of the constellations, you know, that square between Uranus and Pluto. Uh, I think that has deeply uh, triggered us. I mean, you know, some of those cross-quarter points got really activated. Yeah, and of course, it's heavy energy, you know. But but the more we can, the, I mean, the more the more people can use that in a good way. The, but it's been, of course, it's been everything. And of course, it's a tough it's a tough aspect. But it brings. But and the problem is partly the media as well because you only hear the really negative things. You know, there's some. There's some been some brilliant things happen under the under Pluto Pluto uh, Uranus as well square. You know, there's some been some fantastically brilliant innovations of things. You know, and we don't hear so many of those. Yeah, and breakthroughs, breakthroughs, absolute yeah. major life changing breakthroughs for people as well. You know, yes. and and on a world scale and all, also individually. That doesn't mean it's easy, but it's it's a potential to be really life changing, you know, and yes. and innovative as well. Yes. So, you know, what are your top top? I think you've touched on this, but what are your top three values when you are interpreting, when you're working, when you're collaborating with a client with their astrology chart? I'm a real uh, encourager, you know. I'm, I'm. I think everybody uses the word coach, so I hate the word coach. <laughs> but, but I think I, if you think about coach, what coaches do in terms of like football coaches, they bring out the, the a good coach sees what someone can do and brings out the talents of someone. And I really try and try and see that. So I see myself as an encourager of what people can have, and I try and encourage them for go to go for who they are. So nothing is weird for me, you know, I don't, I mean, I try and do my own work, so I'm not, not giving advice from what I think about it. Um, and I think that's very helpful for people if you're not, if you know you're not going to be judged, you know, so my top, my top, one of my top ones is see the person for who they really are and all the pain that they have and all the good things that they have and try and, you know, try and help them to be the best of who they are really in a way. So I suppose that's a value and, and being honest with people and, and try and do my own work is another one. Mm -hmm. It's another value that I think all astrologers should have. And I think a lot of them haven't. So we have a lot in common, <laughs> you know, where we're coming from and yeah. uh, doing this work. So, so what's your greatest inspiration as an astrologer, Faye? 
I think I've mentioned him already in a way. I mean, I've, there's lots of people that have inspired me. My father had a lot to do with how, why I started because he was a very interesting person in terms of his, his search for meaning and, and things in life, you know, that he was doing actually what he was doing, although he didn't know it was past life regression when I was a child. And he was doing self-hypnosis and getting into things where he was scaring people. <laughs> so, um, But he was, you know, I've got that from him, that sort of searching for meaning and searching for life. But one of my one of my sort of heroes, uh, if you could call it that, one of my one of the things I aspire to, if you like, is somebody I've already mentioned, which I say this often. But Rupert Sheldrake is he's um, he's a biologist, and he's he gets a lot of flack. You know, he gets a lot of um, disagreement from other scientists, and he gets a lot of rubbish, and he gets a lot of you know, like we do, as if he's a witch or as if he's a you know the sort of crap we get online honestly he gets a lot of that you know people that don't want to read but he's a really good scientist and he does the work he does proper experiments he dares to speak out he dares to take people on and he's very funny you know and i th those those are the things i love i love his humor i love the fact that he takes on people that 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 have a go at him for saying he's not doing proper research but he really does the work and i think as astrologers we can aspire to that we should do more work we should do more better research. Our research is abysmal, mostly. You know, there's not enough good astrological research being done. And it's also, mostly the research has been done to fit in with a scientific protocol, which doesn't, doesn't, doesn't actually test what we do. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never had, I've never had an assignment to, to the, where someone gave me 10 horoscopes and I had to guess who was who. You know, that is just not what we do. And that's, that's some of the research that's been done is, is matching, you know, profiles. But that's just meaningless as far as I'm concerned. But, but investigating, doing narrative research and investigating, you know, taking people that have all got, you know, for instance, the sun at a particular degree and finding out what happened to them all when, you know, and, and collecting their stories. We're story gatherers. Um, we could do good research on that, I think. And there's not enough of that been published. Yeah, so yeah. there's a tremendous amount of information. Yeah, yeah, we do it all the time. We do we do empirical research all the time with our clients, but we don't combine it and we don't put it in a scientific publish it exactly. We don't publish it in a good way. We're not good at that yet because yeah. we think, oh, you know, we don't want to. Then you know, we get we lose. We try and we've we've had this constant ongoing with science whether we should fit in as a science or a, or a you know whatever and it's we're not we, we doesn't mean we can't be scientific but we're not we're not Saturnian science you know we do something else we do partly interpretation which you can never read as a as a as a quantitative science I don't think but that's just my view yes but you can do a lot of other things that are still scientific you know yeah well, and that's what a, I like it, about yes. You know, that's what I like about him. He he's investigating things like telepathy. You know, which other scientists don't want to go there. It's too hard. So you know, he's a good role model for me that way. I think. Yeah. Well, you start. You take a start, and then it develops. But you've got to start. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it can evolve. Just yeah. how, you know exactly how you do it in that particular field of research. Mm -hmm. But we've so. got to we've got to do professional. You know when. What we don't, what we shouldn't do, I think, is when, when, when there's like a lot, there's a lot of bullying now online. If you publish something, you get a lot of, you get a lot of trolling and a lot of, you know, online. And what we shouldn't do is react to that un unprofessionally, I think, and because uh, I think uh, it, sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a gut reaction to say, well, you know, whatever, you know, we just know or whatever, and I think that's not helpful. 
I think we have to react professionally. Like I don't know, like Deb Holding did in the U in, with the BBC. So there was a really professional reaction with the BBC. So we're starting to take on things that aren't fair, and I think that's good. Yes, well, I agree. You know, I I. You know, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir with you and talking <laughs> with you because, you know, I just, if it's, I don't give things my energy, you know, mm -hmm. I, I frame it in a way, how is this helping me? And I just don't go to the old egoic, you know, where I'm going to get into any uh, mm -hmm. muddy water so that I get, I pull my own energy down, you know, in dealing with something. Does that make sense? It does, but I think there's two things. We need people who are like Aries type people to stick up for us when there's something not yes. fair, and and there's something else about we shouldn't react negatively. But we we sh we've taken it lying down for a long time as, as well. Yes. I think, you know. So there's something about being proud of what we do and saying no, we don't yes. accept it anymore. I think we're and it needs to be done in a certain way. Yes, it's that's right. It needs to be professional. so that it's strong and empowered. It's professional, you know. I, I agree with you, but it's got to be done in the right way so it doesn't come yeah. from a place of, you know, because Aries can be very reactive. I mean, there's the, oh, yeah. you know, there's a positive side to the, that Aries energy. So if you could stay on the positive leadership, you know, where you're yeah. willing to stand yeah, out, but, be an individual. I mean, the, the thing. I mean a, a really positive Aries as well. We need, yeah. you know, I mean, we don't, what we don't need is just to lie down and say, oh, well, you know, everybody says that and not do anything. That's the other side of that. So let's get, I, I know that when we, when we met and we're talking, you were talking about this particular system that you use for seeing patterns and cycles in business using astrology. How does that work? Could you share something of that with us and how, you know, people could maybe use that for themselves? Uh, yeah, one of the things I use for people and for companies and for countries actually as well um, is um, it's, it's, it's something that a Swiss astrologer invented. Uh, and it's a 72-year cycle and it treats the horoscope like a clock. So it's, um, you have to use a certain house system. You have to use clock houses. And um, it's like a timing mechanism that you go around and, and, and have, it's six years in each house. So, um, for instance, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, if you, like for the US, I'll give you an example for the US chart. So if the, the US chart, the one I use, the one that quite a few people seem to use, is the one with Sagittarius rising. Mm -hmm. And um, there's various schools of thought on that. But taking that one, this is the this is the reason that I use this one, is that if you if you use that chart and you use the system, then you've got the Pluto in the second house, right? So uh, the second house in the system goes from age six to age twelve. And then it goes round again after 72. So every, every 72 years, that will repeat the second house. So it's got a 72-year cycle, six years in each house. And um, Pluto in the second house is going to get triggered between age 6 and 12, and then 72 years later and 72 years later and 72 years later. So if you use that system and you look at just where, when Pluto was triggered, it's actually at 9-11. So, so Pluto, money, in the second house, of money and finances um, is is it's right on Pluto just about to the day of 9/11, so that's Pluto getting triggered. Now, if you take that back 72 years, it's 1929. It's the financial crisis of Wall Street. You know, if you take it if you take it halfway around the cycle, it's Vietnam. So it's all. So you can see you can look at that for cycles of when the planet gets triggered, but you also have certain. There's also a certain biological cycle in companies as well. So, 
you know, in, in six-year phases. It's a phase. So my dissertation was actually about that in companies. The study I did with KLM was looking at what they did in every six years and did it fit an astrological model, which it amazingly did more than I thought it would. <laughs> so does that make so sense? What was that? Yes. Oh, I followed you completely. So what yeah. is the 72-year, what, you know? It's the Huber. His name is Bruno Huber. He was a Swiss mm -hmm. astrologer, and it's called The Age Point. The Age Progression in the Horoscope is the book. Um, and Bruno actually said it does. It only works for people because it's psychological development, but it doesn't. I don't agree with that. It, it definitely works for companies, and it definitely works for countries as well. So it's it's a very it's like you can give advice based on how old something is. For instance, um, you know. So if you know how old somebody is, you know which phase they're in. So so somebody. So if you take six years in each cycle, then then if you're thirty six. 36 to 42 is in the Libra phase. It's the seventh house, so it's the Libra phase. 42 to 48 is the Scorpio phase. If, uh, 48 to 54 is, is, is Sagittarius. So if you know how old someone is, you can give them advice about what they should be. It's a, like a kind of biological clock, but it works for companies as well. So it's very interesting, I noticed, for companies. And there's a there's a, there's a a kind of crisis point in each house that's kind of making a longer story short but um so if you know somebody's between 45 or 46 or 51 to 52 or 57 to 58 or 33 to 34 that's the, they're the crisis points in different houses then you kind of know exactly what they might be dealing with so it's a very interesting cycle i think in fact in squares. The, sorry those are squares yeah it's just a point that that goes around but the point yeah. can do lots of things so the point can it can land on it can be a conjunction with the planet the point or it can be okay. a square with the point or an opposition with the point or a sextile whatever but the ones that really show are the are the conjunctions and oppositions in fact i've just and, the, and one of the recent um, mountain astrologers if you for astrologers who are listening um i've just there's an article in the forecasting one i think it was may this year um, I, there's an article I wrote about it, so there's a little bit of information on it. Oh, that. fantastic! And I, 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 I didn't see that. Okay, and in one of the older one of the older TMAs, uh, the Mountain Astrologer, I've got one on branding for companies about Apple. I can't remember which one it is. It's a it's a year or so ago, but you could probably find it if you wanted it as well. There's a whole article I wrote about branding, which is might be interesting to what I was talking about before. So, but they're okay. both on my. Um, astrology site though both of those articles are on my astrology site so you can download them from there that's my amsterdam school of astrology site so it's as amsterdam school www.asastrology.nl um you can download them on there if you like okay, okay. Well, I'll, put the, the, I'll get you to share that link and i'll put it up on the video okay yeah. so people can see that yeah we weren't able to get face branding going on google hangouts today so Google on air is going through a few changes and it was a bit of a interesting <laughs> adventure always is but anyway so what are your favorite books I mean we talked a little bit about and how much you love uh, Rupert Sheldrake his uh, work in morphogenic fields which I love also but what what books are some of your favorite books any you'd like to recommend? You mean astrology, astrology books or just general astrology books? Astrology or just general books, you know, as far as mm. philosophy or science or anything, you know, that really you'd recommend for yeah. helping to grow, you know, what's helped you grow your own awareness and develop? Oh, one of the things I started with, which I still like, is Linda Goodman's Sun Signs. I mean, I think as an astrology book, it's still got some really good information for learning the Sun Signs. I mean, I think 
think giving insight is, is um, for astrologers particularly, but anyway, just knowing, getting, getting deeper into each archetype and knowing the signs is really helpful. It helps you understand other people. Um, in terms of, oh, it'd be difficult to know what, I haven't really got any other favourite books. I mean, I love reading all sorts of books. On, I love scientific books, you know, and I love that we have BBC, of course, over here. So the BBC has some great scientific documentaries on things like quantum physics and, and you know, multiple universes. And I love all that sort of stuff as well because it makes me think about how astrology works. Um, I mean, I Rupert Sheldrake was interesting. His one on morphic fields was the one that made me realise how astrology might work. So that was it was when I was writing a paper on Uranus that I that I used him in one of the papers I did for my masters, and that was a huge aha moment for me when I realised that 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 archetypes could be fields, and that by changing that we're actually we're you know that was a huge kind of wall moment <laughs> for me. Yeah. So that was that he was important in that sense. Yeah, um, the matrices of energy and information that yeah have a yeah. certain uh, you know identifying mark like a blueprint or signature mm -hmm. of that, and it draws energy, constellates energy. Yeah, so but for it. me it was like I kind of got how it might how astrology might work because I've I've always been fascinated by why does it work? You know, we all know we all know that it works, but how how can it possibly work? You know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Other, uh, there's more people than I... And I think it doesn't have to work in time and space myself. I think that it, you, yeah, know, I mean, that, you know, I think that you can get outside of time and space and see, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're not outside of time and space, so I guess it's a big statement to say. But um, I, I feel there are other dimensions where the archetypes are at work. I guess is what I'm oh, saying yeah. with that. Yeah, I think so too. So. I mean, I've done I've done quite a few um, weeks at the Munro Institute, which does other levels of consciousness and things like that. The Munro Institute in Virginia, I've been to a few times, mm -hmm. and I had some amazing insights when I was there. So it's more, I think it's more those kind of things that have been of interest to me, the levels of consciousness and things, and actually doing that and experiencing that myself. Uh, um, I've probably had more more um, impact on me than in doing my own work than than a particular book or a particular person or a particular you know hero or whatever. So, you yes. know, I agree with the experience. You know, when yeah, you have a direct experience of something, hmm. it it does really it. That's the transformative moment. You yeah, know, I think you so. actually you have that direct experience. It's no longer just something a cognition or some idea you had about some intellectual understanding you know yeah. so, you yeah. just sometimes you just know stuff you know yeah you well know. you know i came in knowing stuff and i think yeah. i'm so glad i met astrology <laughs> because it's helped me understand why exactly, yeah. it's kind of uh, it's almost like a lot of things that i do in life are that kind of the the cart before the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah i think we all come in with stuff but i think some more than others here yeah. <laughs> So, do you have any closing comments uh, before we end the show? Where can people reach you? We already mentioned, you know, you have fakosar.com. Yeah, yeah that's one of your websites. That's, that's more or less my resume. You know, that the fakosar.com is more or less about me and what I do. So, I've got, I, I do sort of, I do three things really. Um, I do, you know, personal work with people on Skype. So, uh, or in person, obviously, if they're here, but on Skype, if they're, you know, I've got a lot of American clients now on Skype. 
Um, I do the business work, which is, I have a different website, but you can find that through there, that's juxtaposition. And then I do a lot of teaching and lecturing and, and um, workshops and that sort of thing, which is why I was met you in Ashland, I was overdoing lecturing. And that's the site, the, the site I'll give you for the downloads of, for astrologers of the of the different articles. So that's my AMSAM School of Astrology site. So those are the three areas I work in, and I love doing all different things. I wouldn't want to do just one thing, so... Yes. I would never want to give up working. I, I agree with you. I mean, that's, you know, I enjoy doing more than just one thing. I'm one of those people, you know, they tell you to focus on one thing and it's, I just can't force myself to do that. So. Yeah, astrology for me is always in the background, but I love teaching, but I also love working one-on-one -on -one with people because then yes. you can see that you're really making a difference. You know, you can with teaching, but certainly with one-on-one -on -one work that I do, the therapy type work that I, coaching work that I do is, no, I love that. I always do that. And the company work is just great. You know, it's, it's just it's just completely different. So that's always fun as well. I love doing the branding and, and design because that's really creative. So that that's fun too. So, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's been wonderful there. having you with us, Faye. Yeah, so it's glad. been lovely talking to you. Yeah, hanging out. And, uh, Once we finally got to hang out to work. Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Being Aware. Remember to subscribe so you never miss a show and get Feel Powerful free as a gift. Thanks for joining us again, Faye. It's been a pleasure having you with us. Thanks very much, KJ. It was lovely. Lovely talking to you properly. <laughs> okay. So that's it for today. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Until next time, relax, enjoy your life, and stay connected.